supervillains covering the Pixies. John's Joints comes your way every day at 4 o'clock or shortly thereafter. John reads news stories. I'll play lullaby versions of popular songs underneath him. And I've noticed lately there's some pep in your step as if you're unencumbered by things that might have bothered you previously, John. I'm going to be I'm going to be honest with you, Drew. The area in between my legs is fresher, cleaner, drier and more chafe-free than it's ever been. And I all all of that to chassis. It is man care for down there and they have legitimately changed the game when it comes to treating chafe and making sure your undercarriage, your twigs and berries, everything up underneath there, it's healthy. It's clean, it's dry, it's odor-free like you've never been before. And they've got an amazing line of products, whether you go for the Ice Max powder, the premium powder, or the restoration cream, or even shower primer. They've got all the products to make sure you are achieving maximum dryness and comfort in between your legs. I like the chassis gift, uh, gift set. You can get the tr- you get a trio, premium powder, five-in-one shower primer, and the restoration cream. You can get all of their products at chassisformen.com. Man, I tell you, walking around sat- Friday and Saturday around the uh, the fishing tournament, that's, that's a prime chafing opportunity. Right. Because I was like, in the water, and then I was out of the water, and yeah. then I was walking around. No chafe, oh. completely healthy, completely dry, and just smells like a dream. Thank you, Chassie. <sighs> it seems like there's some mixed emotions out there in the universe regarding the second-round pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I'll tell you why I believe that is momentarily. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers entered day two of the 2021 NFL Draft in probably one of the more enviable positions as a team. No major needs. They've got all of their players back coming off a blowout win in the Super Bowl. Even Tampa's first-round pick, Washington edge rusher Joe Tryon, was more about adding depth at a premium position than addressing a hole. So that's why there were some eyebrows raised when Tampa general manager Jason Light used the team's second-round pick to draft the sixth quarterback off the board, Florida's Kyle Trask. Do you feel like you saw a lot of negative stuff about this? No, I didn't see a lot. I I felt like I did. I felt like I saw a lot of people pissed off, and I'm realizing we're in a unique situation kind of like I think we were with Jameis Winston, only because of the Florida connection and the Florida State-Florida battle. Because I think that when you've got Florida State fans, they're, they're never going to be able to bring themselves to truly, at least off the bat, root for a Florida quarterback, just like a lot of Florida fans weren't able to truly root for Jameis because they always held it against him. And he had other problems as well, trust me. He made it pretty easy to hold it against him that he was a, a, a former Noel. But Supposedly, Jason Light had talked to Tom Brady. Brady was about the idea, but some say when you've got a 43-year-old quarterback and a 68-year-old head coach, you should be all about living in the now and not uh, not planning for the future. But Jason Light, he says, we're going uh, to add a quarterback that could very well be the guy that's going to keep the Buccaneers relevant for a very, very long time. I have the audio of Kyle's uh, statement after uh, after he was drafted. Yeah. I got the opportunity to, you know, watch them a lot. Luckily, you know, being in Gainesville, Florida, you know, the the local channels were playing the Tampa Bay game. So I did watch them quite a bit. And I really like what they do on offense. And that's why it just seemed like 
such a great fit in my mind. Um, just the style of play and, you know, the, the personality and the character of the players and the coaches. Um, and I just think it, there's a lot of great people in the building right now. Obviously, I'm not there yet, but just, you know, from outside looking in, it just seems like a organization in the right spot. So I'm really excited to get started and um, learn as much football as I can. Can you think of a dream, like more of a dream, if you're a Florida quarterback, you get to stay in the same state. You don't, which I don't know, maybe some people like the pressure. You know you don't have to be the greatest savior of a franchise immediately. Oh, and by the way, you get to sit behind the goat of goats, Tom Brady. That's one way to look at it, and I imagine there's a mentality that loves and embraces that, but I bet there's another type of quarterback that wants to come in right away and make an impact, yeah. and you can't pick that guy to sit behind Brady for a year or two. Yeah, I guess, I mean, do you think that if you have that just competitor spirit in you, the stuff that you only dream of, the guys the guys like a Brady, the guys who have that edge like no other, that there's no way you're ever happy sitting, even if it means learning from the greatest of all time, Tom Brady? Man, that's a great question. What do you think Brady's mentality was like sitting behind Drew Bledsoe in New England? You think he was like ho- not hoping for an injury, but hoping for his shot? I, I would think so, at least a little bit. And I hate it already because I'm not even going to give it any thought quite yet. But the articles are already out there saying this is the making for a controversy in Tampa Bay. If, uh. if which that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If there's one person who gets the all of the leeway in the world, if Tom Brady goes out and throws five picks a game and we lose every single game from here until the end of the season, he's our starting quarterback. Yeah. That, that's just how I feel. No doubt. I don't care who is sitting behind him. The only person that I mildly maybe am slightly concerned about is Blaine Gabbert because we talked at length with Stephen Che about it. You know, the guy is a high draft pick who didn't really get a chance to acclimate. I thought that he was maybe going to be the future or the guy behind Tom Brady, and you kind of have to accept now that that's probably not the case, taking a second-round pick on a QB. Yeah, but, man, what an opportunity for this kid to learn behind the greatest quarterback ever to be quarterback. Amazing, amazing. Uh, We have a happy ending when it comes to the story. We talked to our buddy LJ, who he runs Big Storm Brewery, and you might remember uh, he went to the Super Bowl and sat next to a cardboard cutout of a Kansas City (laughs) Chiefs fan, and then he made it his uh, life's work, at least for a period of time, to find the real man behind the cardboard cutout, and that's exactly what he did. He found the man behind the cutout that touched the hearts of football fans around the Tampa Bay area. LJ, the co-owner of Big Storm Brewery in Clearwater, was at Raymond James for the Super Bowl and sat next to a cardboard cutout that he affectionately named Frank. During the game, he tweeted out pictures with Frank's cutout and asked for help in identifying the mystery Chiefs fan, telling his Twitter followers he wanted to fly him in uh, to Tampa and show him how all of the great things that are going on in Tampa and what he's missing on, missing out on. Well, after hearing about all of it, Allegiant Airlines offered to fly him and his family out for free, and they put him up in a hotel room. Uh, so he flew into St. Pete on Friday. The next day, they went to Big Storm Brewing for free be- beers and a big event with cheerleaders, a high school marching band, and local luminaries. <laughs> I mean, how cool is that that you're the guy that gets to strike some sort of local fandom in Tampa Bay? I mean, oh, yeah. all the- 
All those cardboard cutouts inside Raymond James, some of them, I'm sure, great people and maybe even very important people, and you're the guy who gets to be flown down for free uh, from (laughs) Iowa, keep in mind, and they actually throw a party for you full of marching bands and all, and LJ and everybody at Big Storm is so awesome. So I'm glad that uh, the story has a uh, a happy ending. Super cool. And I saw that uh, Big Storm hosted the, the draft party with Joe Buck's fan. Yeah, yeah. We love you, LJ. So we know that Tampa Bay has become the, the the mecca of football. You get Tom Brady, that's just the way that it's going to be. But I don't think that anybody, or maybe they did, think that the actual tangible dollars and sales that would come to Tampa Bay would be as extreme as they ended up being. According to ESPN, Fanatics Executive Chairman Michael Rubin stated the Bucks went from number 28 in team sales in 2019, there's only 32 teams in the league if you didn't know, to number one in 2020, which w- which is a 1,200 percent year increase that is not a typo sales literally increased over a thousand percent between 2019 and 2020 damn i mean there there's no there's not another single player in the nfl that could do that right not one i try to think maybe is it an aaron Rodgers? maybe no, no. He, he doesn't have the rings that come along with it right brady's the goat man i think you're absolutely right And I bring up Aaron Rodgers because there are weird things going on, probably behind Brady, the most popular, if not the best quarterback in the league. Is that safe to say, modern day? I would, yeah. And people seem to believe that he's going to leave Green Bay. Mark Schlereth, legend for the Broncos, was tweeting rapidly on Friday that Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos in Denver is all but a done deal. Now, you would think... The only person who would know more than Mark Schlereth and know more than anybody would be Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's in the middle of it, sure. Well, you would think. That's why it's very interesting that Aaron Rodgers is reaching out to Mark Schlereth, asking him what he knows about a potential trade to the Broncos. I have a, a short clip here of Mark on with Pat McAfee. Oh, no. With Pat McAfee. McAfee? Like, kind of, who's your source? What, what are you hearing? And I'm like, <laughs> well, this is what I heard. I go, is it like, is it true? Uh, you want to come over and get some dinner? I mean, what's, what's going on? And, and so he didn't, I mean, he didn't pour cold water on it. Um, he just said, I'll let you know as soon as I know. That's very exciting if you're a Broncos fan. It's also very interesting that that specific franchise can go down in history having had Elway, Manning, and maybe Rodgers now. And the way he, his tweet reads, it's as close to being a done deal as humanly possible. So when you're talking about the reigning MVP, one of the better quarterbacks in existence being traded, coming off of an MVP season, it's a pretty big deal in uh, in the sports world. Man, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but such a weird human being. The, the discord between him and his family, the situation in Green Bay. It, it, it is... Uh, it's bizarre, and, and it may be one of those situations where is the juice worth worth the squeeze? Because I mean, he's not rolling in rings. You get Tom Brady, and you know that he's got that secret, whatever the hell it is, that's going to very well bring you a ring. Rodgers has got one. He's had some great runs. He's the MVP. But I don't think you're automatically saying like we're a Super Bowl contender, even though you probably are. And let's be honest, his skill at the quarterback position, strictly physical skills, on par with Brady's easily. But he just doesn't have that thing. Did you see the pictures of uh, Brady at the uh, Kentucky Derby over there? He does look like the villain in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Would Aaron Rodgers look 
looked. I, I kept saw. I kept seeing a, a tweet that said Aaron Rodgers looks like he's coming to the Kentucky Derby to arrest Tom Brady. Yeah, totally, totally could see that. What a cool getup Brady had on. Yeah, very cool. He he reminded me of Roger Stone. <laughs> With those circular glasses and the weird hat. I didn't yeah. see that comparison from anybody. I was surprised. Yeah, I can see that. Man, so you you can understand getting a getting a tattoo that maybe is a little outside of the norm. You've done that. You've got sure. a champ stamp uh, from last year when the Tampa Bay Lightning won uh won the Stanley Cup. That yep. nobody can take that from you. Well, the, damn right. Well, no, I'm telling you, like they won the Stanley Cup yeah. and that's not going to change. Right. What happened to a St. Louis DJ, and I, I don't like to use that term, but I think that's kind of what he is, uh, is, is, is sad. He learned the hard way that tattoos are forever, but jobs are not. Less than a week after getting his station's logo tattooed on his arm, that is WIL 92.3 <laughs> FM, uh, country music jock Mason Schrader got a tattoo of his station on his arm last month, and a week later was laid off. I hate to see it. Schrader, half of the morning drive, Mason and Remy uh, with Zach Hosley took to Twitter to announce his departure from the show with a photo of him featuring his new tattoo with the note, (laughs) I just got fired. To make matters worse, Schrader was hired as part of a duo with uh, his co-host in 2018 and his co-host kept his job. Ouch. Man. That hurts. I mean, now I don't know the details of why he got it, but out of all of the career paths you could have in the world, the one where I would not recommend getting your employer's name tattooed on you would be radio. Because we say, probably on a daily basis, how how we know no matter how good things are, this could all end at any moment. So to think that you were confident enough to put your station on your body, that's just unfortunate. I've seen somebody lose their job within... A month of getting the O-Rock 105.9 oh. logo tattooed on his arm. Now, he already had tattoos everywhere, but he got the O-Rock logo, and within a month, they changed formats and fired all of oh. us. Oh, so that was when the format changed. Yeah. Too. Okay. Poor Sandy. Well, that, to me, I don't know if there's a way to make it feel better, but that feels better. If Like, like rather than them just picking and choosing who's going to be fired, right. your, co- your other half of the morning show gets to keep their job, oh. and the guy who's got the fresh tattoo of the station is the one that gets let go. So. I'd have to kill him. Yeah, it would be. Not you, but I'd kill him. Well, I am him. No, you're not. Well, I'm not him, but, no. I, you know. He's him. I wouldn't kill you. I'd kill him. Okay. Not you. And what do you do when you know for a fact that some bears ate a human? Because, you know, bears are just doing bear-like things, you know? Yeah. Like, like to think Pooping that, in the woods. Well, to think that we are going to punish a bear for doing things that bears do, like eating, even if it does happen to be a human, and thoughts and prayers out to the woman who was eaten. But human remains were found in two of the three black bears that were euthanized after they were found near a woman's body in Colorado. The 39-year-old woman took her dogs for a walk on Friday night in Trimble, Colorado, which is near Durango. Her boyfriend returned home to the two dogs, but she was not there. He searched for about an hour and found her body. When Colorado Parks and Wildlife officers responded, they found signs of consumption on the body and an abundance of bear scat and hair at the scene. I've watched the, there's a show, I think it's on Discovery, called uh, I Was Prey, and and 
every time the there's a bear attack, yeah, they they go number two all over the people, dude. Uh, crazy scat. Even when they live, like they're like, yeah. I they try to bury them and then they just go doo doo all over them. Uh, that's a thing. Like eat me and then do that to me. Like, it's disrespectful. It really is. Uh, crews and a dog search team found the female black bear and two cubs nearby. All of the bears were, were euthanized. That's not fair. So the uh, the Wildlife Commission in Fort Collins spoke out. Whenever an animal is euthanized, we receive many questions about why that action was necessary. Our responsibilities to the natural resources of the state are many, but we have no more important duty than to manage <laughs> these resources in a manner that keeps Coloradans, Coloradans and visitors safe. Euthanizing wildlife is never an action our officers take lightly, but we have an obligation to prevent additional avoidable harm. So I was playing golf yesterday, and I was uh, I looking for an errant ball, and I saw a big gator, right? So I'm, I'm taking a picture of the gator, and then there's another gator to my left. If that gator eats me, please don't kill the gator. That gator was yeah. just doing a gator it, thing. It was, it was my the, fault. Yeah, I mean... Like we've got to, we've got to accept that we are in their universe. Right. There were bears, you know, rolling around Durango, Colorado, long before this lady and her family and her dogs moved in. No offense, like I said, R.I.P. But now we're gonna we're gonna punish them for doing what bears do, which is eat things. Not right. The dogs made it out alive. They're probably they're probably a little bit quicker. Yeah. Have you been hearing anything about this rocket that it's making its way towards Earth at a, at a very rapid rate? Uh-uh. Okay, well, if your nerves are frayed and tensions are running high in your life, uh, it's probably safe to say that you don't want to hear about the out-of-control 22.5-ton Chinese rocket that is expected to crash land back to Earth uh, just days after launching. And Uh-oh. nobody has the slightest idea on where it will land. The good news, 71% of planet Earth is water, so the chances of this 22.5-ton potentially deadly rocket landing out at sea somewhere is fairly high, but that doesn't mean uh, what is being dubbed as the rocket of doom won't land somewhere in the 10% of Earth that's developed and occupied by people. This all began last week when China launched its first module for its space station on Thursday, local time. The Tianhe model was brought into space by a Long March 5B rocket, and the Tianhe separated several miles into flight. The rocket was not meant to enter orbit with the module, but it did. And now it's slowly and uncontrollably making an entry back to Earth. As the atmosphere drags it back in, this means that the rocket will crash land back here soon. All sorts of people have all sorts of different thoughts, some claiming that they could see debris over New York City. Um, the, the places mentioned specifically, New York, Madrid, Beijing, as well as uh, as far south as Wellington, New Zealand. So the plan is for it to land in the water, but... <laughs> That's the plan. But it might not land in the water. Oh, and I, I guess the only good news is that it's going to be ripped to shreds. So you won't have one whole 22 point... Well, I don't know, what would be better? Uh, one twenty two point five ton <laughs> rocket landing in one spot or twenty two point five ton uh oh Spencer's Spencer's burning up on this one. Oh no yeah, what do you what do you got, Spence? Oh I will say that because of the law of physics, a lot of smaller projectiles hitting the earth is a lot better than one big one because oh, it is? Okay. with more mass, more condensed, it's essentially turning it into like a bullet. Or, or a bomb. Or a bomb hit it, hitting the surface of the earth as opposed to smaller little you know, shards will cause some damage, but it's not going to be as much 
uh, kinetic energy. Well, I don't know, but still, I just little flaming shards just landing on people. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're where that lands, it's a rough time. But I think, you know, that it scattering up is going to do less damage to all. Unless, you know, you catch one of the flaming shards in your head. Well, that's the thing. A flaming shard in, in the brain is, is, is never a good thing. By the way, flaming shards opening up for Bada Scott and Supervillains. <laughs> The mom and influencer at the center of a viral kidnapping allegation at Petaluma Michael's store last December has been charged with giving false information to police. The Sonoma County prosecutors have confirmed Katie Sorensen of Sonoma faces two misdemeanor charges four months after she accused a Latino couple from Petaluma of attempting to kidnap her two children December 7th at the local craft store. She would later document the allegations, now widely viewed as a case of racial profiling in two Instagram videos that garnered 4.5 million views and set off a firestorm of media attention. In the videos posted December 13th, Sorensen recounted in harrowing detail how she had narrowly avoided a pair of shoppers attempting to kidnap her kids. I think we talked about this at the time, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we and, did. And I think we kind of thought it was fake then, yep. or at least mildly. Yep. Uh, here is a uh, short clip from one of the original posts. Monday of this week, my children were the targets of attempted kidnap, which is such a weird thing to even vocalize. But it happened, and I want to share that story with you in an effort to raise awareness as to what signs to look for and to just encourage parents to be more aware of their surroundings and what is going on around them. Man, we talk often about this this thing going on in, in, in our culture where people will do anything for likes and sometimes it's as stupid as sticking a penny in a light socket or you know falling back on your head and cracking your own skull and other times it's creating a kidnapping. It's, it's pretending that your children were almost kidnapped so uh, i think as, as if we keep moving forward in the social media age and people crave the likes more we'll probably hear more dumbass stories uh, that aren't true Dumb. If you're a mom influencer, if that's like your thing, you ought to be locked in jail just on general principle. Uh, and lastly, I teased it before the break. Disneyland's new Snow White ride is being criticized for including <sighs> Prince Charming's <sighs> rapey kiss. Yes. Non-consensual kiss. Disneyland recently revamped one of its original rides, Snow White's Scary Adventure, unveiling it to the public during the park's reopening last week. The ride, now known as Snow White's Enchanted Wish, has garnered a lot of praise for its upgrades, which includes new audio, new animation, new music, and stunning visual technology that includes laser projections and LED lights. But there's one part of the ride that has been not so well received. The grand finale of the movie, where Prince Charming kisses a sleeping Snow White to wake her up with true love's kiss. The addition of the movie's ending is a new part of the ride replacing the death of the evil queen, and people are pissed, <laughs> saying they cannot truly be in love. This cannot even be a true kiss if there is no consent. I mean, don't non-consensually kiss sleeping ladies in real life, but I think we all know this is a fairy tale. Well, and didn't she have to be kissed to come back alive? Yeah. So, I mean, you're just going to let this, she's just going to let her die? So, no. if the question is given, you tell me, you've got to give a, a, a non-consenting kiss to a woman right. or she's going to die. In today's society, yes, you're going to die. I don't want to be canceled. Nor do I. By the way, you know what's red and has seven dents in it? Snow White's cherry. I'm all burnt up. Hi, Tim. Welcome to Drew Grabo Live. 
Hey, how you doing, Drew? What's up, buddy? Well, what's up, man? I just I've been listening to you guys talk about this cat that went and got that tattoo on his arm, man. Yeah. And I've got funny story. I used to drive truck up in the oil field in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Yeah. My buddy went, got a job with one of the major oil companies up there. Mm. It was a Ohio Valley, West Virginia, whatever it was, but the uh, this is for OVWR, and he went and got a personalized license plate OVWR thirty two because that was his truck number. He was fired about two weeks later, and he bought a five year tag, so he had to keep that OVWR thirty two oh, tag on his personal drag. vehicle Damn for it, five years. I think it's still on there, man. Oh, that's a drag. But anyway, I just want to call and throw that out there Thank for you, you guys. Love the show. Love you. It's an amazing day every day. Hell yeah, yeah it is, buddy. Yeah, it is. Thank you. Uh, hang tight. We come back two things. Number one, we're going to hear from Dom from Supervillains. Oh, that's exciting. I know. Uh, he he's just texted me and said, thanks so much for all the love we've been showing them. And I said, why don't you call in Monday and Friday so, oh, that, we, can oh, put, perfect. so we can like bookend our week yeah. with Dom. I was going to say, people. can we get him to call every day this week? Uh, dude, I'll pitch it. I, I don't think he'll have a problem with it. There was a shooting that took place in a Starbucks drive through locally. I want to talk about this because it, it's not. Stand your ground, but it's also not cut and dry, and there are lessons to be learned all over the place in this story. Medi weight loss has helped me lose more weight than I ever thought I could. And when you lose weight, you feel better in so many different ways. I've got more energy. I feel like my mind is clearer. And Medi weight loss can do the same for you. The biggest deal for me is accountability. I go in. I meet with the doctor. We talk about what I need to do to make sure I keep losing weight. And when you go in and step on a scale almost every week and you see that you're losing weight, it motivates you even more. And they want to get bone listeners a free assessment. Go to startmedi.com slash 102. It's startmedi.com slash 1025 or call 877 med loss. When you when you do that, make sure you let them know you heard John Sandy talking about it on Drew Garabo Live. You're listening to Drew Garabo Live on 1025. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.